0: The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to the HoopBall DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria. It is Thursday, so you already know what that means, I'm joined by Andrew Hanson. We're breaking down this January 30th card. We have six games to go through, but more importantly, Andrew, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well,
1: thanks. Yeah, I got a couple lineups going tonight. Uh, I listened to your, five, your fine podcast for the Wednesday slate and got some Reggie Jackson going, Rudy Gay, and you know we're just at this 10 o'clock hour here, so the late games are starting up. So hopefully we get a lot of points and the Houston Portland matchup, like we're expecting. And these lineups will finish strong.
0: Yeah, man, I'm pretty, um, pretty, pretty happy with my results so far. Conley needs to step it up. I have a fair amount of him, especially since a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of that value that I kind of touched on during that, that pod, you know, kind of dissipated after we got all the lineup news, everyone's playing and everything else happened. So a lot less value than I thought we were going to have. We did see a couple of guys bust Kyrie Irving did a little bit, um, you know, underperformed compared to how I expected as well. But all, all in all, pretty decent night, man. I can't complain. I'm I'm in the green right now. I should finish in the green. Uh, knock on wood if all continues. I still have, like, three three guys left in most lineups. So I'm expecting some decent things, nothing major. But we're going to get right back to it. We have the same exact slate, six games again for Thursday. Um, you know, before we do, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. Uh, we're backing these guys. They continue to back us, and it's for good reasons. I mean, it's just a perfect hand-in-hand relationship. We're over here talking sports gambling, sports betting, all these different types of aspects, and they're the number one provider, in our opinion. You know, the fastest payouts in the business, and if you use promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, uh, they'll give you a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So if you deposit 2000 you will get a free grand, and you can use that this weekend if you want for the big game. Uh, you know, Super Bowl's coming up. Get a small little wager. What better time to do it than when you're surrounded by all your friends and family watching a nice, fun game and a nice atmosphere. So, promo code today and you will get that deposit match. Also, we have to mention it, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. These guys continue to crush. Andrew, how has your Hawaiian Isles been?
1: Oh, delicious. Yeah, the, I think I don't know if we were on together, but most recent shipment, I got four bags, so four new gold clips. They're all over the house, and it's really a good thing to have around. It just, especially when we're talking about you know investing in these contests, trying to take down a big prize. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a little extra gold sitting around.
0: Dude, you are the gold clip man. I, I can imagine one day, one day, uh, I, I I'm gonna see you. And I mean, you're gonna invite me over for dinner. I'm gonna meet the family, and I'm gonna see these gold clips scattered around your house all over the place. <laughs> we'll just have a centerpiece. Of just a bowl full of them. <laughs> awesome. No, but in, in, all, in all seriousness, it's it's amazing stuff, guys. Go check them out. You can get them at uh, HI Kona Coffee. That's their Twitter handle. You get them at HawaiianIsles.com, or you can just go on Amazon. Very quick and simple. Search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, and you'll see an assortment of different products that they have, from light roast, dark roast, you name it little bit of everything in between, uh, and it's stuff. It's like gas, man. Gasoline in my cup. It just gets me. It's my fuel. Uh, even if I try other coffee now, it's like I'm a snob. I'm a coffee snob. I want my I want my Hawaiian Isles, or it's not enough. So, all right, man. We're gonna jump right into this. We have six games to go through. Uh, we're gonna start off the Charlotte Hornets traveling to Washington to take on the Wizards. I think we already know what's coming next, Andrew. I'm a gentleman. Yes, you are. Lead us off, buddy.
1: All right, I'll start off with the Wizards. And how about those last two games they've been in? 280 points plus. Just defense, you know, not even optional. Defense is discouraged in Washington these days. So, man, it's been fun uh, getting a piece of that action. So I'm going to look to do that some more. I think this is the best game on the slate to stack. Over under right now at 227.5. Washington favored by 4.5 you know, four and a half points. So uh, I am going to start with the home favorite here. Beal is 9.4. He did well in one of these matchups. They've played twice in one of the matchups. He had 35 and 12. So I'll go back to the well here with Bradley Beale at 9.4. And then Thomas Bryant, that jumped out at me. He's only 5.2. He just played 32 minutes in that Milwaukee shootout. Had 18, 10, and 6. He double-doubled against... Charlotte earlier in the season so those are going to be two of my core players and then because I'm going to stack this game a couple different ways I don't mind looking at Ish Smith at 4.6 Bertans had one of his best games of the season against Charlotte when he hit eight threes went for 32 and nine and he hasn't really been doing it too much here in the last few games so it could be a little bit under owned he is a little bit higher priced than I'd like but I'm certainly going to have a lot of wizards here in my lineups.
0: Mike, you still there? Oh, there I am. Yes, talking with my microphone off like the genius I am. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, what I was saying is I'm kind of right there. You hit the nail on the head with the guys I'm interested in. I'm looking at Beal. Uh, the price tag's fair, 9400 starting to get the minutes and the usage that we're used to seeing from him. Uh, and then Thomas Bryant, is underpriced if he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes. Charlotte's been horrific against opposing centers all season long. Uh, it's a solid matchup. I, I don't mind taking a few shares on him. So uh, Ish Smith, I think, is in play. He's the other kind of guy I'd look at. But I just don't know if I'll end up getting to Bertans or any of this Troy Brown Jr. You know, he's, they're both playing solid minutes, both being relied on for scoring. But that's pretty much what they do. They just score. So you, you know, even if they have like a 20, 22-point actual scoring night, they end up finishing with like thirty actual, uh, thirty DK points, and I'm I'm looking for a little bit more. So I'll be looking at Beal, and I'll be looking at Bryant and a couple one-offs at Ish Smith. Excellent. And on the Charlotte side, anybody for you?
1: On the Charlotte side, um, I'm not quite as excited about these guys. I think both both of the star guards are in play. Rozier a little bit cheaper than Graham. Rozier played much better last game out. Graham a little bit cold. So I would lean towards Rozier there. And in terms of the wing players, the guy I might end up having the most of is actually Monk at 4.7. And, you know, like I mentioned, I'm going to stack this a few different ways. So I may play Bridges in a lineup. He had one really good game against the Wizards earlier in the season, went for 31-8. and eight. And... Maybe a share of, of Zeller, 5.0, but you know in the majority of my lineups I'm going to just go with Bryant at five point two on the other side.
0: Yeah, I can't blame you. A little bit more upside too, especially for the tournaments. So, I'll just be looking at the backcourt here too. Be Rozier and Graham. I mean, Rozier has been hot lately. He's been outperforming Graham. Uh, played really well against the Knicks. That was that game where Graham was you know questionable or you know ruled out and then ruled back in after lock, which you know benefited if you were the guy that kind of it in rosier and you weren't on him before kind of the situation i was in you're gonna finish with 45 dk points so um graham's performed well in the matchup he's averaging 45 dk points in two games against the wizards this season rosier has been the hotter player as of late both are in play it's just gonna come down construction for me so if i need a shooting guard i know rosier's got that dual eligibility on dk i'll probably look at him in those scenarios and if i want to take a shot with uh graham at point um 7,700, fair price tag. Maybe, uh, you know, you got to hope that he's over that illness. Keep an eye on it. See how, how, how he participates in shoot around. I'm expecting him, you know, not to be too limited or anything. But, uh, you know, Coach was one guy that pointed that out with LeBron the day early before he got ruled out in illness. Sometimes you could just tell when these guys are hampered and they might be playing through something and, you know, playing through a fever, a flu or anything like that is not easy. Uh, I know you've probably done it plenty of times, Andrew, in your in your wreck days and your High school days uh playing through an illness a game like basketball or if you i don't know if you're a soccer player i'm not a soccer player but a lot of running it is it takes a toll on the body man It's brutal when you're sick
1: yeah it's either you know you overcome this crazy illness like jordan in the finals and you go off or it really does bring you down and it hampers your performance so it could go either way
0: yeah, I'd like to think I'm on the Jordan side of things, but uh of course. <laughs> I'm 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 most likely not. I'm more uh probably on like the Paul Pierce uh, Dookie in the pants getting carried to the locker room kind <laughs> of uh kind of situation. But uh all right, we'll move on to the next one unless you got anything else in here. I'm ready for game two. All right, man. We're gonna go on. It's another seven o'clock game. It's gonna be Toronto Raptors traveling to Cleveland, some injury news that we need to mention. At the top of this one, Marcus Gasol has already been ruled out. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is also out. Uh, Pat McCaw is looking like he's questionable. Uh, Got his nose busted up a little bit. And uh, that's about it over there on Toronto. And on the Cleveland side of things, Darius uh, Garland has been out for the past few games. Uh, Looking like he's going to be back uh, in action on Thursday. And that is it. Brandon Knight is still out, but we don't really care about Brandon Knight. It's Brandon Knight at this point. So not really moving the needle for me. Uh, Where would you like to start here, buddy?
1: Let me start with Toronto. They are really playing well. They've won eight in a row. And Siakam um, is going to be one of the core players. 8.4, I think, is an excellent price for him. And I wanted to play Ibaka, but 7.1 is pretty steep for him on DraftKings. I I still will play him some, you know, going against Cleveland. And it's funny – These teams have played twice. The second time they played, we had a very similar situation. Gasol was out, so Ibaka started. He went for 20-10-2. So almost would have paid off that 7.1 price tag. So I think you could consider him. And then sort of an under-the-radar play because of this injury situation is Chris Boucher coming off the bench. And he did play 16 minutes in that scenario that I just described. Uh, At 4.3, if he's going to play 16 minutes, I think there's a chance he could uh, really pay off value. So um, I'll play him in a couple lineups. And then Lowry at 7.5, I think is a pretty solid price tag. And so I'll take a look at him as well.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely a couple of these guys over here in Toronto <clears throat> that we can have some interest in. Um, you know, the other thing about uh, Ibaka that's making it hard for me to get to on DK, it's not only the price tag. It's, he's only center eligible now. I don't know if you noticed that, injuries. He lost his power forward eligibility. So that takes away a lot of his appeal for me, because I'm always a big center guy, and I'm always looking to see what kind of value I can get at centers, trying to capitalize on some matchups. And, you know, it's a fair price tag, I guess, knowing that Gasol is going to be out, but He's going to have to take the spot for a guy like Thomas Bryant and, you know, a few other guys that we're going to get to later in the slate. So I think that's going to be the push come to shove. I'm with you. Siakam's probably my top option in this. And then I don't mind paying for a guy like Van Vliet or Lowry. I think I prefer uh, Van Vliet in the matchup for just $200 more. So those are going to be the top two guys I'm looking at. Probably not going to be going to too much value. I mean, Powell's 6300 now. He's been great, but I'm not paying 6300 And I think... You know, I'd like Boucher if he was uh, under, you know, that 38 mark, like 35, between 35 and 38. And I knew he was getting 15, 16 minutes. I'd feel good about that. 43, I think think I'll kind of stay away from it at that point.
1: Yeah, I agree. I wish he was at 3K.
0: Yeah, it's nice when you get that nice value because a guy like that flies under the radar, but he's a point per minute guy. So you can, you know, you can feel a little bit more confident in his floor, but you know that ceiling's always there. So I just wanted to, I just wish I had a little bit more confidence in the floor. And the price tag pulls it away just slightly for me.
1: And you know, it's a good point you made about Ibaka being only center eligible, and so is Chris Boucher, which is unfortunate. Unfortunate. That also takes away, you know, what a some of what what appeal there was for me with him.
0: Yeah, it's it's tougher when you have to get them in there because now you're sacrificing. Because center, when you look at any spot in, in DFS, center is basically. Uh, you know, the quarterback of position, the one that you always expect to get right, I guess, more often than not. And it's just because how, you know, prominent these bigs are getting their double-doubles and, they're you know, you can pretty much guarantee blocks from certain guys and stuff like that. And they get the extra bonus when you're looking at DK. So I, I look to capitalize with the center. And, you know, certain matches we talk about, you'll hear us say, you know, Celtics, they're on the card tonight. Anytime a center's playing the Nets or something where you just know it's cash in the bank. So uh, I like to capitalize there. It's going to be hard for me to get to, but... Ready to move on to the next one? the seven thirty game. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We, sh- we should mention the, the Cleveland oh. side. Oh, yeah. I guess. I guess we should. It's
1: a good <laughs> I point. Mean, whether you have anybody or not, we can uh, we can gloss over it. Uh, for me, Sexton at six point nine is a little bit pricey. I know his usage has been up lately, but probably I'd rather go Lowry on the other side. Um, Tristan Thompson, I think, is worth considering at five point four, but Again I'd probably rather go Thomas Bryant at 5.2 and then Porter jr i'll I'll take a look at at 4.0 coming off the bench getting more minutes uh, He played well against these guys earlier in the season just hit five three pointers last game so I think he's worth a look
0: yeah I like that call that's a good call um played a lot more than I expect him to because he was questionable I think coming into the last game and ended up coming out taking a bunch of shots. Looking confident. I mean, that was with Garland out. So uh, they might dial back in the minutes, maybe the usage just slightly. Still think he's very much in play at that price tag, though. And he's one of those guys that's always blowout proof because he's young. He's part of the future. Game gets out of hand. He's going to be playing regardless. So I uh, definitely will have some interest in him. Good call, man. I like that. Uh, that's all I got, though. I'm not really touching anybody. I don't think I'll be going to and <laughs> I won't be going to love. I'm, I'll take a hard pass there. Yep. All right. Philly versus Atlanta, Sixers taking on the Hawks. Uh, this game's going to be a very fantasy-friendly game. Um, we got the uh, Sixers dealing with a couple injuries over here. Al Horford's going to be coming here and questionable. Josh Richardson still out, and Mike Scott is also questionable. So both the former Hawks, questionable, going back to Atlanta. Um, should, I mean, maybe we bring in James Harden's strip club theory into this. Is that, is, do we, <laughs> we tie that in could here? Could be. You know the Could guys. Used, they used to live in Atlanta. They know the good spots. They need the night off, uh, whatever it may be. But they, they, you know, they're questionable. Keep your eye on them. And then on the Hawks side of the ball, the front court is still a little dinged up. Uh, looks like Bruno Fernando is still doubtful right now. Alex Len still out. Uh, Jabari Parker still going to be out. We got DeAndre Bembry who's questionable at this point. So uh, they're down a few bodies in the front court. So we should, and I, you know, should being the, the caveat there, see a, a, a nice little value play in this game. How much am I going to trust it? I'm not too sure, but we'll get to that in a second. So, Andrew, I want to hear what you have to say, and I want to hear you start it off because I'm a gentleman. What kind of team would you Which team would you like to start with here?
1: I'll start with the Sixers here on the road. And I'm looking at Embiid at 9.3. He dominated these guys earlier in the season. Just kind of getting back into it, he played 26 minutes in the last game. So hopefully that'll tick up a little bit, and I think he can just dominate Atlanta with those guys out that you mentioned and doubtful. And then other than that, I, I'm not planning to play any of these Sixers. If I mean, if Scott and Horford are both out, then I'll probably take a look at Tobias Harris. 7.0 is a, is a nice price for him. But I'm not, I'm not planning to play anybody off the
0: bench for Philly. So it's primarily just going to be Embiid for me. So I'm with you on Embiid. I, I kind of want to feel a little bit better about the minutes. You know, you want to see. I, I suspect that they're going to be back up to where they should be. Uh, you know, great matchup. You already touched on it. Hawks are a great matchup regardless, but especially with their front course so dinged up. But uh, my interest is actually to come from uh, Matisse Thibel in this one. I think he's 4,400 on DK, shooting guard, small forward eligible. Um, he's just like their, their utility player, you know, Having several guys out, being Richardson, Horford, that's a guy on the front court. that's a guy on the wing, it's pretty much going to secure him minutes on both sides um, in both scenarios. So I, I don't mind looking at him at 4,400. In this matchup, should be pretty fast-paced. We know uh, Atlanta likes to push the tempo. And uh, Cray Young's a turnover machine. So when we talk about Matisse, you know that he's a defensive specialist. So it kind of suits well for him, especially on sites like FanDuel, where you know you get the three points instead of two for those kinds of stats. Yeah, he should have plenty of opportunities to pick up some steals, no doubt. All right. Anybody that you're looking at on the Atlanta side of the ball? So over here, I'm actually
1: not planning to any of the studs here. Trey Young you know, he really came out and was terrific um, after the Kobe news. But he didn't do too well in this matchup earlier in the season. Uh, same thing with Collins. Um, he's His price has dipped down a little bit. I think you could consider him, but I probably won't get to him uh, much, if at all. So I'm going to look at Atlanta for a couple of the value potential plays. I like Jeff Teague here at 4.0. I've talked about how I, I like targeting backup guards against the Philly backup guards. And especially if this is a blowout, I think there's a decent chance he'll get over 20 minutes. And then Hunter in the starting lineup at 4.7. He's coming off a real nice game, 15, 6, and 4. He played well against Philly earlier in the season. So he's probably the second guy we would look at. I might even consider Cam Reddish at 4.5. Um, again, you got these guys in the starting lineup in the mid-4Ks, and uh, I, th- I think that's worth considering uh, going up against a you know top-five defense. Uh, you've got a starter here. At least you're paying under 5K for him. And you know maybe Herter at 5.3, but um, he's probably the least likely guy I would play. I, I like those other ones a little bit better because they're cheaper.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm not gonna, I'm not spending up here. It's just a tough defense when you look at guys like Colin and Young. Uh, it's just tough matchups for him. You're paying the regular price tag for him. Uh, <clears throat> I'm with you. I think we could look at it like a guy like Hunter or Reddish, and I think Damian Jones might come into play as a value, 3600. Knowing that the front court's banged up, they're going to need some bodies to throw out and be. They started Collins at center in the last game. Um, you know I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to get away with that same thing going against the Sixers uh you know we'll have to see how they kind of go about that but he still played 20 minutes off the bench even with all that and the blowout would only give him extra minutes if it had, does happen so uh not by any means like a core value play probably one of those low owns and uh GPPs if you're just trying to kind of pivot off of you know something that might open up uh but he's an option and he's there but I do like your T call you're you're kind of hitting a lot of these 4K under the radar guys uh, I'm writing a few of them down. I think those are the guys I like to target because, you know, Teague, if we, you know, anytime he's getting a little bit of extended run or just gets hot, that bench usage, uh, he performs well. And this is one of those matchups where they they might end up having to use, a, you know, a double backcourt of like Teague and Trey Young at some point. So uh, we, we'll see. I like that call though, writing that one down.
1: Yeah, we got to get some 4K guys here with all these 8 and 9K guys that are so attractive. And I also like your Damian Jones call. I actually had him written down as well. And I agree with you. The, the big turning point will be if he starts, then I'll be much more inclined to play him. Um, and I may even get a share of two of him, even if he is coming off the bench.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's a solid one. He's there if we need him. We don't need to go right. out of our way, but he's there. He's, you know, he's exactly. waiting back. He said, buddy, if you need me, I'm I'm hanging out. Let me know. Hey, we like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Well, we're halfway through the slate, so just a quick another reminder to go check out MyBookie.ag. Uh, they're just doing some really special things over there. And if you use promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, you'll get up to a 50% deposit match on fifty percent match on your deposit. There we go. Got that. Uh, and then also Hawaiian Isles Corner Coffee, just amazing coffee company. I'm a big coffee junkie snob. You've heard me say it. So please check them out at HawaiianIsles.com. Pick out your blend. Get it dropped with your famous andrew hansen gold clip you will be happy that you did that and if you have a minute guys please give us a rate and review thumbs up five stars if you could uh you can find us on itunes spotify stitcher podbean iheartradio youtube wherever you are listening to podcasts we are there we really appreciate it It allows us to continue putting this content out for free uh and you know in front of that paywall so we want to keep doing that for you guys and it just means a lot to us when we get to see your feedback and we can work on things and Uh, You know, see the winnings. So it's all about that step process you hear coach talk about all the time. It involves doing the rating, the reviewing, the subscribing. That way you get that little notification when we do post a podcast. And then following us on Twitter at Micapatria, M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Andrew at Language Olympic, L A N G U A G E O L Y M P I C. You can find coach at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. And you can find Miles at miles sixty five sixty five. That's M Y L E S six five six five. All right, buddy. We got three games left. We're moving on to the eight o'clock games. Starting to get a little bit juicier too. So, um, Golden State going to Boston. Now, Golden State looks like they're fairly healthier. Uh, you know, Clay Thompson obviously still out, and so is Steph Curry. But Kevon Looney's starting to work his way back. He's not going to play Thursday. But he should be returning probably within the next week or so, and it will be limited when he does return. Uh, and then looking over on the Boston side of the ball, you know, the only major news that we need to keep an eye on is Jason Tatum. Uh, he will be questionable. He's been dealing with that groin injury. He missed the past few games, and Cantor will still be out dealing with his hip injury, so we could expect Tice to start. So a uh, decent game. Uh, anybody you're really looking at in this one?
1: Yeah, over on the Golden State side, I'll play Draymond under 6K. He almost got a triple-double against Philly. Um, I was rooting for it. I I only made two lineups that night. He was in one of them. And uh, that was fun. Actually, I had a really good lineup because I had Middleton, Brogdon, um, Beal, and Ilyasova. Um, And actually, Rozier. The guy who killed it for me was actually uh, Malik Monk because I didn't see the last-minute news that Graham was playing. So I left Monk in there and – he held me back from the top of the leaderboard. But uh, anyway, I, I'll go with Draymond again here under 6K. And I'm looking at Marquise Chris, 4.5. He's starting now. Got got over 30 minutes. So um, he's worth a look here against the Celtics. And maybe Burks off the bench at 5.2. But um, that's sort of the order of preference for me. Draymond, then Chris, then Burks.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually right on those first two. I don't mind Burks, but I'm I'm more or less gonna be looking at Draymond and Chris. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna expect that 31 minutes again out of Chris. I'd like that, obviously, uh, knowing that Boston's pretty you know poor against uh, opposing front courts. So I think that's the point of emphasis that we could target. But they're kind of Boston's already depleted in their front court a little bit. Canners out, so they might even try to just run a, run away with Tice. Uh, you know, Draymond at, at the five at some points, and then. I might limit these centers' minutes, but they're both very much in play. I wouldn't play them in the same lineup. Probably only have one of them, uh, but both very much in play to take advantage. Both underpriced as well, if they're going to keep getting the run like they have been seeing. Uh, And not playing Russell. I don't know about you. I just don't like targeting Marcus Smart defense. Yeah, I'm going to pass on him. All right, what about on uh, the Boston side of things? Jason Tatum. I guess we could just assume he's going to sit. I think as of right now, uh do we have that news? No. Well but we should have it before lock. We should know. But just uh you know, just going off of the recent trends, I'm gonna assume he's sitting.
1: Yeah. So for me, I you know, I wanna play some Celtics here against Golden State's poor defense, but they're all priced in that they're almost priced as if, you know, DraftKings wants to prepare be prepared for any one of them to be out. And so, if Tatum is in, then I really don't like these prices. If he's out, each guy has some appeal to me, but not enough to get excited about. It's probably the the team that I think will play the best on this slate that I have the least amount of interest in. Um, the only guy I think I might play that I can say right now with confidence is Grant Williams at three point five. So you know I'll probably have some lineups where. The value play I put in is either Damian Jones at three point six or Grant Williams at three point
0: five. I mean, Grant played great. <laughs> Bottom line, uh, I, I, the offensive boards have been there for him. He's he's been looking good, man. Yeah, he looks like he's gonna be a nice little key cog for this team going forward. Um, I do think there's some interest I have in this. Uh, you know, you you hit the nail on the head. The prices are right. That's the only thing that's kind of pulling everything away. Now we're looking at Hayward at seventy-five, Jalen at seventy-four, Walker at seventy-nine. Uh when these when when the Boston and the Warriors played early in the season, I believe Gordon Hayward was out, and everybody performed pretty well on the Celt- for the Elder Celtics main key cogs. I think Jalen Brown had over forty DK points. So did Jason Tatum and Kemba was just shy, I believe, at thirty-eight. So there's some value to be had in here, I you know, especially knowing that these guys should continue to see usage. I think I like Kemba at that seventy-nine hundred dollar price tag i think he's slightly underpriced uh for this matchup i don't mind taking a stab at him probably won't go to too much brown or hayward and then i think if i want the secondary option i'll look at smart um but you know grant's going to be there for a decent value option at 35 if, if we need it um i'm not a great point per minute guy but I'll, i'm going to keep him in my player pool for now push come and yes, shove he just can, in case yeah exactly it's easier to cross a guy out once you cross a guy out though you, c- you can't bring him back in I mean, it's almost bottom impossible. Off. No, bottom line. you get I don't know how. If somebody knows how, <laughs> please send me, a t- send me a tweet. Let me know. I've crossed several people out. I still haven't found them. Still looking for Harrison Barnes around here, some Reggie Bullock. I don't i don't know where any of these guys are. Well, but that's okay. Say, I
1: mean, some of these guys you cross off, you don't you don't really want to know where they are.
0: No, they can stay on the side of the milk carton. I'll leave them there. <laughs> All right, man. We'll keep going. Uh, anything else from this game, actually, before we jump over there? I'm just nope. rudely running away from it (laughs) let's move on all right man we got uh, the sacramento kings traveling to la take on the clippers uh so i believe correct me if i'm wrong andrew this is gonna be the first game played in la uh since the accident that's correct so first game that's going to be played in la since the tragic accident that i'm sure everybody's already heard about and uh, you know I, i I hope this doesn't sound rude. It just—it just sucks so bad to keep talking about that. I almost don't want to just bring it up every time we, you know, does that sound terrible, Andrew? No. I, I mean, mean I—it's I, I painful. Beat, yeah, no, it is, man. It, it, is, it painful. is. It really is, and I feel just beat down and beat down from the news, from the videos, and you know, in a good way because it's nice It's—it's it's a nice when you when you see stuff that it's uplifting and it brings back good memories and everything along those lines, but. You know, sometimes it's just it's you just need time, and that's all that this is gonna take. I feel like it's one of those things that uh, you know, a lot of players are getting behind, a lot of families are getting behind, and it's just tragic. But you know, we got to keep doing what we got to do, man. So uh, we're gonna do our best just to break it down uh, and keep on trucking. So on uh, the King's side of the ball, Bagley still out, Holmes still out. Uh, that's the only major news that we have to keep an eye on over there. And on the Clippers' side of the ball, we have some bodies coming back in. So Paul George is expected to return, and so is Patrick Beverley. So both those guys back in the lineup. Uh, what sort of minutes or any sort of restriction? That has not been uh, has not been released. I would assume that George is going to see some sort of limitations for being out and sidelined for so long, probably maybe around that 25, 26-minute mark. But keep an eye on that news. It's uh, the other thing we're going to watch. And Derek Walton jr. is also questionable so where would you start buddy
1: yeah i'll start over on that clipper side and with with everybody back as you described i'm actually looking at for the first time all season i'll say that the first Clipper i'm looking at is zubats at 4.0 and you know, i think he can potentially get a double double here unfortunately it's one more center here on this slate a lot of these guys there's a lot of centers that I one like.
0: One more one more 4K guy too.
1: Yeah. You love the yeah. 4K.
0: You're on the at 4K. Least,
1: at least this 4.0 guy is starting.
0: That's true. But
1: he doesn't often finish games, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's terrible
1: too. Like, he's sort of, he's sort of like a bench player actually in terms of the minutes he gets.
0: I I don't know if you uh you you know I'm sure you do uh follow um, Mar- Brandon Marcus. He's our in-house Clippers guy. Yeah, he's a genius. Listen, if you're not following him already and you have any uh, Clippers info or questions or anything you want to share or anything like that. He's the guy. uh, Anytime I have a question about what's going on with this rotation or anything I need to know, I go straight to him and you'll see me tweet stuff. And he's always, uh, you know, kind of chiming in on it and answering the questions for me, like the good guy that he is. But he's been harping on this. Zubak needs more playing time. Like, why aren't they playing this guy?
1: Well, I mean, I think the simplest answer is you got Montrez Harrell coming off the bench, you know, six-man-of-the-year candidate, guy's up around 20, 19, 20 points a game. He's just a
0: force. So, I mean, it's a good problem to have, to have those two guys. I think they so. could play alongside of each other for a couple minutes a game just to get Zubac and for, like, five, you know? Put, yeah, put, they, they, they could. They can get away with it. That'd I be, guess matchup-dependent.
1: Yeah, that'd be a, a. that's a nice thing to have for Doc Rivers up his sleeve come playoffs if they need it, especially against a team like the Lakers. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good possibility.
0: All right, man. Well, uh, you know, where would you like to start with this? We have we have the Kings coming into LA, like we uh, like we talked about, it's gonna be an emotional game. First game back in LA. Who are you looking at the target, though?
1: Yeah, uh, other than Zubots on the Clippers side, I actually wouldn't mind Pat Beverly, he's under 5k um you know just maybe a small percentage of my lineups not not a core player at all but i just like his price um and i don't like the prices of the other guys with everybody back so i I don't really plan to play Kawhi, george lou will or or trez um just too expensive with everybody playing
0: yeah it's tough they're all priced up uh especially he has been super hot lately but I'm not going to be paying over 10K with Paul George back in the lineup, getting his usage back. I do again like your 4K call. Uh, Zubac centers actually struggled against the Kings, uh, but he only needs a limited amount of minutes. He's only 4K. He's one of those guys where if I'm taking value shots, I feel especially comfortable taking him at the center position because rebounds just fall to the biggest guy on the court most of the time. So I'm cool with that. And uh, anybody on the Kings over there, because you know as of right now, I'm not I'm not falling in love with too much.
1: No, I think uh, Fox is too much, a price too high here. When they played earlier, Beverly didn't play that game, and he only went for 9, 4, and 6. So with all those defenders out there, I I don't plan to go to Fox. Bogdan Bogdanovich is really trending towards that price where it's almost impossible not to play him at 4.8, but he still isn't just for some reason getting the usage, even if he's starting. So probably not going to go there. Um, I, I, I'll take a couple shots at Buddy Heald at 6.8. He's just been on fire. Uh, Sacramento is playing right now, so we don't really know what's going to happen here on the Wednesday night uh, contest. How many minutes he gets, all that. So that could impact things. Um, but you know, again, if you need, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna fill out uh, contest with 20 lineups, and you don't want to go you know 100% with some of these other 3.5 to 4.0 k guys in that price range you could go you could go to Dedman at 3.7 I probably won't because of these other centers in that price range uh or at 4.1 you know he's got uh flexibility in terms of his position um and I know you like him Mike so what do you think <laughs> new, new team 4.1
0: I think the last time I bashed him he went he actually had a good game so yeah uh, I, I mean, I'll I'm, I'll be candid with the approach, and I'll let you guys take it in in whatever way you'd like. I'm I'm probably not going to be playing him, uh, but now the more I say it, the more I feel like I should because I was wrong on him last time, but. I just don't. I don't like the whole game environment. I mean, if you know, it being the second half of a back-to-back and the Clippers getting their guys back early. If you're looking at it in that in that scenario where you're thinking, you know, game script, game gets out of hand. I do like it for that kind of scenario. If Man. that happens, Bazemore would definitely be one of the guys that would get some extra playing time. Um, but if you're anticipating this game to be intact, where we're not talking a you know, blowout run. I probably wouldn't be looking at him. So game script or game out if it fits, it fits, <clears throat> and then maybe he's like the pivot to a guy like Bogdanovich, like you said. I like that price tag forty eight hundred. I think it's fair for him. So if I'm not, you know, if I'm not playing Bogdanovich and I want to get that pivot, maybe it makes sense going with a guy like Bazemore and hoping this one just runs away.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I would guess it's not going to be close. You know, it wasn't the first time these guys played like you mentioned back to back for Sacramento. So yeah, that's why I'm liking the four K guy on on each side.
0: Andrew and living in the 4K, Andrew 4K, I like <laughs> you know, getting a little 4K before you, uh, before yeah, if, before you get to the nuts.
1: <laughs> if only there were uh, some sort of prize you could get for picking, you know, the six best guys in
0: that price range. I think we, we 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 might have to make a game like that coming up. We still have to do our our little friendly bet to get uh, our friend Miles a, a bag of coffee over there, man. And now I know we do. I just want to see him hooked. I, is that t- <laughs> is that a bad thing to say? Like I just want to be the degenerate that enables somebody into an addiction. Like I want to get him addicted to caffeine. That's that sounds terrible now that I say it out loud. But
1: yeah, but it's coffee. Yeah. I mean a lot of people say that's got some good qualities, right? Yeah, so it's,
0: it's not like it's not heroin. I'm just you know get some coffee. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's good stuff. all (laughs) good. All right, man. We got one one game left before. Now I think we never fell off the rails that hard before. So we got Utah Jazz traveling to Denver, taking on the Nuggets, battle of two bigs, two prominent centers that are just taking the league by storm in the Western Conference. So uh, the Utah Jazz, no real injuries to worry about. Second half of a back-to-back, so we'll have to monitor some of that. And then Denver's coming in here. They do have some injuries to worry about. Gary Harris is still rolled out. Paul Millsap and Mason Plumlee are still rolled out. Other than that, it looks like they got most of their bodies. So uh, definitely could have some interest. We didn't mention it a little bit before. Two late-game hammers, 2 games. That's why I said at the top of the card, very similar to tonight's games. Two We had two ten o'clock games tonight. It's late-game hammer. So uh, where would you like to start here? Do you want to start away? you want to start home?
1: Let me start with the traveling jazz here. And... The other price tag that jumped out at me on the slate here, uh, probably in addition to Thomas Bryant at 5.2, was Mr. Mitchell at 7.2. That's just way too low. I, I mean, I know they're going to Denver. It's a back-to-back, but man, I like that. So I'll have some of him. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play him in in the majority of my lineups, but he's my favorite member of the Jazz for sure. Um, Again, we gotta we gotta look and see how this game wraps up. Looks like it's almost about to finish. And let's see, Conley got 20 minutes tonight so far. Um, you know, four point two. I think he's worth a look. Uh, Ingles is too cheap. You see, the thing with the Jazz here. Here's how I want to describe it. If there, there's basically one guy in each price range f- from the the five guys on the Jazz that I would consider playing. So basically, if, if you land on it, you want to play Gobert, fine. I, I'm I'm probably not going to play much of him. Mitchell is is my favorite, like I said. Bojan Bogdanovic, 6.0, I think is a fair price tag. So if he if he f- fills out your lineup, I would play him. Ingles, 4.9 is too cheap. And Conley, like I said, 4.2 is worth considering. So um, it's a nice place to go if you just need one player. I don't think I'll play more than one Jazz player on, on any lineup.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good call. Uh, You know, Denver's not a defense that we want to, you know, pick on, like you said. Two teams that are generally used to playing in the altitude. I guess if there's one team that, you know, benefits from traveling to Denver, it's probably Utah, you know, pretty close to that altitude. Uh, But I'm with you. I think a lot of these guys are underpriced. If you want to take a shot on one of them being Root Gobert and Mitchell, I don't mind either one of those guys. Both seeing significant price decreases. Gobert down from 87 to 81. Mitchell, you hit the nail on the head. He should not be 7,200. I don't care if Conley's back up to 35 minutes. He should still not be 7,200. He's got too much scoring upside. He's lightning in a bottle. Uh, and he's he's, seven, he's another guy, $700 discount that we're getting on him. So I like both those guys. Don't mind taking a shot at Conley. You know, the, the, the back-to-back is probably what limited him tonight. Otherwise, we would have saw him play that 25 minutes, something I neglected to look into. So, uh, you know, lesson learned. Going to keep an eye on that for Conley going forward with his minutes still being limited until we can see him cleared and ready to go. And I think Ingles at 4900 I think that's a fair price tag for him. Uh, you know, he's he's a kind of that mediocre guy, usually flies under the radar, but he's a solid cash guy, maybe not as much of a tournament appeal because you don't see too many of those 40-, 40, 45-point games from him. Absolutely. And Denver side of the ball, anybody interesting you over there?
1: Not much. Jokic is a little bit more that I want to spend. Um, Barton is trending in the right direction in terms of his price, 6.0 is, is getting to that point again where it's like almost impossible to resist. Um, but the other guys, um, just sort of okay prices. You know, Grant's been playing really well, but he's the most expensive of these other guys at 6.4. Porter, 5.7. You know, not extremely attractive. Um, you know, Denver's, this is the front end of a back to back. They've got to play this game and then go play against Milwaukee the next night on the road. So just sort of a tough spot. I'm expecting this game to be kind of a lower scoring battle. The over under is 215.5. I would take the under on that. And um, I you know, I think both these teams are going to get after it because they're neck and neck in the standing. So this is an important game for seeding purposes down the road. But uh i just don't like it too much in terms of fantasy
0: yeah that's a good point that you bring up that back-to-back that's uh <clears throat> definitely going to be something i take into account when i look at my exposure uh yeah i'm not going to be playing Jokic going against gobert it's just a tough matchup not something i want to pay full price for um uh, the guy i would be looking at would probably be you know a guy like barton 6k i think that's a fair price tag he's actually been struggling since he's been um you know playing a little bit more of a point point role so uh, you're looking for a decent bounce back spot. He gets the jazz on that back to back. So maybe that cushion helps him a little bit. And I like the price tag. So don't mind taking shots on him. I prefer spending the $700 more on him than a guy like Morris. Michael Porter jr. Has been getting it done, man. This kid looks good. Uh, whenever they could get him playing time, they try to take advantage of it outside of that last down game against Memphis. He was getting it done three straight games, of at least 30 DK points. Tough matchup though. Uh tournament only wouldn't really go to him in cash. Don't trust him enough. And uh, that's probably it, man. I don't think we need to really look at uh, Beasley or uh, Gary Harris. You know, They're kind of chopping up the minutes now that Porter has a prominent role. Agreed. All right, man, that is it. That is our card. All six games cruised right through them. So, uh, again, guys, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us. We, we really do appreciate it. It means the world to us. We love doing this, and we love trying to help you guys out. And it gives us a chance to kind of run through all this and bounce ideas off each other. You just heard me say, I wrote down probably about three or four Andrews 4K plays. I got some of those guys I'm going to keep in my player pool. Uh, And now I have a little bit more, you know, a couple guys to research a little extra. Because now what I do is we can't play all those 4K guys, right, Andrews? So we're going to be mixing and matching with them. And we're probably going to end up crossing maybe one or two of those guys out of our player pool by 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. So now I know where to begin my research and I'm looking for my value. So I do appreciate you on that end, buddy.
1: Well, I appreciate you. It was, it was fun to talk it out, and it's, it's fun that, you know, this is sort of a unique slate, and it's fun how each one is different. I mean, that's obviously one of the most appealing things about DFS. Every day is a new opportunity, and this one it looks to me like, you know, it'll come down to who we who we pick in those value plays. So, um, yeah, follow the news here to, to see which ones we can cross off and kind of narrow down the
0: pool. Absolutely, man, and uh, if you guys could again, please give us a rate, uh, rate and review, thumbs up, five stars. It's greatly appreciated. Follow our hosts over here on Twitter. Shoot your questions there. Make sure you're following all the steps of the process to get yourself on that money train. You're you're in our hoop ball forums, checking out everything that Andy's doing over there. He's answering questions, giving constant injury updates, doing his damn thing over there. And we got hoopball gaming, just crushing the platform on that side as well with their podcast and their articles, giving you guys the picks for you to go over on mybookie.ag and just take home that dough so we're giving you guys the tools utilize them and win some money so we'll be back tomorrow though Andrew you know I love our back to back nights so we'll be back here tomorrow breaking down the Friday card and I'm very much looking forward to it. Any final thoughts before we close this one out though?
1: Thanks everyone for listening and good luck on Thursday and look forward to chatting about the Friday slate
0: with you Mike tomorrow. Absolutely guys we'll go out there and let's crush it